Welcome to Shas Illuminated. Please enjoy the following shear. This Torah class is brought to you by TorahAnytime.com. Okay, so Ari is a Talmud of Rabbi Kalish, and so uh, I get to introduce. Uh, are you okay? Can you mind standing? Okay. So I was thinking, basically, everywhere Rabbi Kalish goes, there's a big elephant that follows him around. That's my. That's what I know. Everywhere he goes, there's a big, big elephant. The elephant sounds like this. Rabbi Kalish is no gaya to Rabbi Kalish's guys. Rabbi Kalish's guys are different. Rabbi Kalish's guys needs Rabbi Kalish. But what's in the gaya to us? You know, like, that's Rabbi Kalish. So I have three answers that I want to share before Rabbi Kalish speaks. The first answer is that every yeshiva that we have has some guys who are going to need Rabbi Kalish. So, that's, that's Rabbi Elamoth Chalmers, an old friend. Okay. Anyway, basically everyone here are good friends. So just assume that. Somewhere, uh, yeah, yeah. Okay. So, so, uh, so you never know. So imagine if I told you there's two kids in your school that have some medical condition or have some learning issue and you need to learn how to deal with them. So for that alone, it's die to learn the methodology. That's number one. The second answer is there's this idea about, called universal design. Maybe you've heard of it. Those who go to like these programs are the Goyim Nebuch. Basically, the idea is that everyone benefits from the things that are designed for a special population. Famous muscle, they say, is the, the things at the bottom of the, of the sidewalk in between the streets. They're there for handicapped people, but bikers benefit from it, and carriages benefit from it, and it benefits everyone. You wouldn't realize, even though it was made for one population, it benefits everyone. So also this, it's a, it's a specialized chinuch, perhaps, but really, from the concept of universal design, everyone benefits from it. But... Those are both like the superficial answers for people who really don't know what's going on with Rabbi Kalish in Durham. But lucky for me, through the experiences of my wonderful son and listening to Rabbi Kalish's shurim, I know a little more about it. So I'm going to tell you the secret before Rabbi Kalish gives the thing. Rabbi Kalish's methodology is about being true and authentic to yourself and to others. It's about you know, the, the Bakram that come to him, they've heard every schmooze and all the shtick, and what they're missing is like a human, authentic interaction. No judgment, no predispositions, just authenticity. Who are we? Who are we really? Does it really matter, X, Y, and Z? And that message is something that transforms your life. I mean, if you think about it, how many of us are striving to be authentic ourselves? I know I am. I know that since I met Rabbi Kalish and since um, Ari got to be a Talmud of Rabbi Kalish, it's like changed the way I view the, the entire world and myself. Like to be true to yourself, to be an authentic Jew. That, like think about davening as an authentic Eved Hashem who really is davening because it's a meaningful experience or you want to be there opposed to the many other reasons that one might end up there. So the real answer to me of why Rabbi Kalish's message is Nogeya to all of us is because for those of us who have been Zeich in our lives to understand it, it's a transformative message. And if we could give that over to our Talmidim, that they should become authentic and really connect to their lives, there's no greater gift that and every Talmud could benefit from that. Everyone. Okay, okay. So that's my introduction. Uh, just We should introduce the Talmidim, no? Ari, right, you want to introduce your friends? Shui Leifer? Should we start with them? Okay, Shui Leifer in the back. Lakewood born and bred, baby. Right? Where'd you go to elementary school? Boom. Okay, next to you is the Kokomeister. What's his name? 
Shalom Coco. Where'd you get? Where are you from? I don't even know. Lakewood. Lakewood. Where'd you get elementary school? Arkas Chaim. We had one. Is he still here? He would have stepped out. We had the Manal from there. Okay, cool. All right, next. Elio Jacobi from Muncie, I believe. Where'd you go to elementary school? YSV. Very close of a place. YSV. Next him is? Johnny Aaron. And where'd you go to elementary school? Halb. Hey, whoa, that, didn't, that was a non sequitur. Okay, we'll take you anyway. We love you just as you are. Who are those guys behind you? Maymay Clemen. Maymay Clemen. Who are you? Is that you? Where'd you go to elementary school? Nice. <laughs> Our Darkie guy left too. We had a Darkie. Okay, and who's next to you? Prime guys. Where'd you go to elementary school? Nice. Okay, wonderful. Without further ado, right, Kayla, it's all yours. Welcome, guys. First of all, a thank you to Ray Garfield, a thank you to Termasor, to everybody here. I want to tell you a story that will describe our situation now and what my plan is. Somebody, a close friend of mine, was a Rebbe by my Rebbe's yeshiva. My friend taught my Rebbe's yeshiva. My friend's job was to teach first seder and second seder in the yeshiva. He was, that's what it, that was his job. He was a good Rebbe, and he taught for a number of years, first and second Seder. At a certain point in his career, he went to my Rebbe, and he said that I don't want to teach second Seder. He made a cheshbin, it's better for him. He had cheshbinus, and he asked my Rebbe if he could take, deduct from his salary every penny it costs to bring a second Seder Rebbe. I believe he even chose a second Seder Rebbe. And this other person will teach second Seder, it won't cost the yeshiva a penny, and let this other person teach second Seder. So, that's what, and that was his request to my Rebbe. And fascinatingly, my Rebbe said no. He refused him. He had three cheshbonis. I want to tell you one cheshbon. He said no. And the cheshbon I want, that's Nageya, this gathering, is my Rebbe told my friend, he said that, the guys by second Seder are tired. They've all learned first Seder and they're tired by second Seder. I don't want a fresh person coming in for second Seder all fired up and he doesn't connect to the guys. I want you and the guys to be on the same wavelength. You both sat through a long morning and now you're working second Seder. I want you to feel the guys and the guys to feel you. And he refused them to bring a fresh second Seder Rebbe. So I'm coming in with the group, we're like ready to go, let's go. And the Chevra has been here two days, heard amazing from really big people. Some guy comes like, oh, we're going to say such good things. So it's a complicated situation to find ourselves in a fresh guy with people that are like, let's go. We've been here two days and heard tremendous things. I'm aware I have friends, my friends are here, many, many friends, and I'm aware we all have ideas. I have Divrei Torah to share. I, don't, I, I thought, I did not know, I, I've been in Toronto today, I did not know this was a two-day convention, I didn't know exactly the plans here, could be I would have been here for two days, I had other things, but what I want to do is I want to tell you my own story. I wish I, it, it's Mike, I want to tell you like, a part of my own story and just talk to you honest. She would be honest also, but I want to tell you my story and be honest with that. 
when I when I went into Chinuch, when I went into Chinuch about a little less than twenty five years ago. So I was a pretty positive positive person. I have an enjoyment for Torah, for Yiddishkeit. And I thought, I met Bachram, and a guy, a guy would tell me difficulties, and I would cheer him up. A guy would describe, a guy would describe frustrations, disillusionment, all different feelings, and I would come and cheer him up, a positive person who would cheer him up and give chizuk and encouragement and let's learn and many Bachram steigt from that Geschmack, let's learn who wouldn't want to be cheered up and they appreciated it and I thought Geschmack cheer people up that's what I did for a number of years after a number of years in Chinuch guys started calling me out like crazy Guy after guy after guy, repeatedly, it kept happening. My own children, and they started asking, "You're ch- many. You're cheering me up. It's great." A guy says, "I feel lonely. I feel not." Ca-. You say, "You're amazing." I really felt that way. That he was amazing. I looked at a guy. I felt he was amazing. So he says, "Tell me what he felt," and I would say, "What I see. I see an amazing person." And it had good effect. It was positive. But guys started calling out and they say, you know, I don't think you're feeling what I'm saying. You're cheering me up and you do see positive. I believe that, but I'm not sensing that you're feeling what I'm saying. And you do see somebody good and you are excited about who I am. I don't think you're feeling my story. I don't get the sense you're feeling my story. Guy after guy after guy called me out and they were 100% right. A hundred percent right. And I started realizing, and this they didn't call me, that I don't understand my own story. That positive, I like Tyra, wonderful family, I don't understand my own, and there are areas in here that I don't understand. And that was affecting my ability to understand the areas within by them. And I want to say what I have learned, and I'm learning, I don't want to say I've learned. I'm going to say my own story that I am learning, and if I, it's relevant to me. I, can't, I, I think this is relevant if you teach first grade, twelfth grade, fifth year base medrash, or just a parent of children, is we have to learn our own story. All of us have to learn our own stories well. I think it's basic of Yiddishkeit to know our own stories well. And trust me, when I say know our own stories, I know I was in first grade, third grade, seventh grade. Our story is the insecurities we feel. I was at a table of Rabbanim at a chasna last night. We say over a vart there, are we saying it because we're insecure, proving we're a lot of out-of-town Rabbanim? Am I insecure? Am I feeling comfortable here? And that's normal. There's nothing wrong with complicated feelings. We're all human. But we are so powerful when we're in touch with our stories. And then we can lean into somebody else's story. This has nothing to do with how successful or unsuccessful the child or adult or teacher is. It's a world of honesty. And we get places when we feel. The Sefer Tehillim, which is our story... It's the story of David HaMelech, Levavai Levav Ha'am. And the Sefer Tillim is David HaMelech felt his experiences and wrote a Sefer Tillim. From that place, one of the Manhige Adar said, Anachem Gamzu, said Gamzu Leteva. Why do you say Gam? 
Say Zula Teva. It's good. Zula Teva, things are good. He said Gam Zula Teva. What's the Gam Zula Teva? This also. Zula Teva. One of the Manhige Adar said that if a person doesn't cry from their difficulties and says Gamzu Lutaiva, he is skeptical that that's a real experience. Whether you'll come to experience and feel and bring your whole essence to Zulutaiva. Gam means this difficult, difficult, painful, struggling, this this uncomfortability, Zulutaiva. But there's a whole aspect of Bikhiya of crying, of feeling and experience. This idea of feeling, this idea of working through our story, we're seeing in this generation. I got a letter the last day of this man last year. I got a letter. It came amazingly. We had graduation. The next morning I got a letter in the mail from probably the strongest yeshiva in America. I can't predict we're all strong yeshivas, but I would say that to get into, I believe it's probably the hardest yeshiva in America to get into. Top Tap, tap. I got $50 in the mail. This doesn't happen. You don't get cash. I don't think it's so smart to deliver cash. $50. The letter was written, signed by Bachram of the Yeshiva. And they wrote cutely, we're not Ashirim. We really would want to give more. We want to give money to the Yeshiva by you. And they said, we also have to express and talk. And we don't always know if we have addresses to speak to. And we've leaned into what we hear from your yeshiva, and we're finding people that we can express and talk to. This is relevant to every one of us at every grade and every stage. Are we listening? Are we hearing? Is there conversation? Honest and real conversation. It will look different for certain in third grade and in 12th grade for sure. And it would need experts to understand how a fifth grader will express his story and how an 11th grader, and they'll, they'll be different, but people will talk. Conversation will matter. There'll be dialogue and conversation. We're living in a generation that clearly, clearly wants to express, is, very into, is, is getting into very pneumistical places. The generations we came from, and the re- what I did, what I knew going into Chenuch, was what I was taught, and it was necessary. The heroes of my life, we're standing on their shoulders. Does you read this Adairis? And early Adairis powered through in heroic ways the way they were exactly supposed to. With Mesiras Nefesh, with energy, with power and passion. And then comes a generation that wants to resolve and talk and speak and bring very, very deep places to Hashem. I could tell you in the last couple of years I'm learning Svarim that I never dreamed of learning in my life. Because all of a sudden areas of my life that I didn't visit I became very interested in and I want to know the Torah of those areas. I could be Meirich, what is Torah? And I want to just say, what is Torah? I thought my whole life that Torah was, I live in this world, very interesting world. How do you, what are you supposed to do? I have parents. I want to eat. Shreta, kashras. Taira teaches me how to live. Meloshin hara to paskin, hara to direct, to guide. And that's what I thought Taira was. I know I don't believe that today. There are too many rayas, that's not what Taira is. The simplest raya is what the angels themselves said that the Taira preceded the world by 974 generations. 
And if Tyra's the instruction book had to live in this world, it wouldn't precede the world by 974 generations. You don't need a Tyra if you don't have the world. The angels obviously wouldn't lay claim to the Tyra. They said, don't give the Tyra. That would be silly if it's instruction manual. So I realized I was wrong. What I think Tyra is, Rabbi Yerucham asked that why do we have parents? Rabbi Yerucham said, why did Hashem make us come from parents? And Rabbi Yerucham said, because the Torah says, so we need parents to respect. The opposite of the way I used to think. Rabbi Yerucham saying that Torah is ways to connect to Hashem. It's iris. It's capacities to connect to Hashem. Hashem then built the world so we could live the Torah, so we could carry out the iris that exists in the Torah. And the world was created so we could live the Torah, which means all the, when I'm insecure, I was a people pleaser for years. I tried to people please for years in the Sion. That means that people pleasing is in the Torah and there are long sugyas about it. Insecurities in the Torah. The world was created to live the Torah. Every situation of our lives is in the Torah. Maybe he's not there, but if you're in this world, you're in the Torah. The rich get richer. The Gemara asks, where is it in the Torah? Maybe it's not. But it has to be the world's an opportunity to live the Torah. And Eureka, when I started hearing people talking and expressing, all of a sudden I started looking for Svarim. I can't say I have found every life's condition in the Torah. I haven't. And we look around and we search, but I have found many, but open, but exact, but spoken about. And I have found Svarim that clearly were tapping in to Pneumiasticka things. Klal Yisrael is looking in a very Pneumiasticka way today because clearly we're being directed to speak, to engage, to find out very Pneumiasticka things. I sat today on a plane with a Yeshiva Bach from a top Yeshiva. He, he expressed, not a complainer, no big story, expressed that I can't have an honest conversation with my Rebbeim. Honest, real, authentic. He expressed frustration. I think we, an area that we can all improve is in the dialogue, the conversations to Talmidim. And granted, we have different ages here. And 100% it's going to change younger to older. There's a Rebbe here, Rabbi Bresser Shlita, made I have a son, a tremendous Ben Torah. The younger years, wasn't the most classroom guy. Rabbi Bresser used to bring him and have conversations. Those conversations were powerful and important. Honest and real conversations. And that engaging in serious conversations, but we have to ask, are we listening? Are we hearing? Not being a schmuck. It puts an emphasis, not just coming in, charisma and geschmack, and even serious energy, and even what we would call authentic energy, but are we feeling? It's interesting when you're around, when we're around, we spend our lives around youngsters. So you pick up vocabulary words, some you try to remember not to say, and some you're very impressed by. And guys today are using a word, do you feel me? You feel? And I'm very moved by that. Do you feel? And they're asking something. Do you feel me? Do you, do you, do you real? But not everybody says yes, yes, yes. Oh, I get it, I get it. We don't get it. We don't get it. Do we feel ourselves? Do we know really our story? I have a belief 
that 8 billion people in the world, any single person, I could tell, I told you a proud of my story, every one of us could tell their story, every, every guy in our class, 25, 25, I don't care, the best parents, the hardest parents, and anything in between, everybody's story is dazzling, is crazy. The difficulties, the complications, the nuances, the world's just divided the people who know their story and people out of touch with their story. And we're living in a generation that's begging, that's asking, that's, that's tapping into their story. My kids have told me things about their own worries and wants that I'm shocked at when I was double their age, I wasn't attuned emotionally like they are. This is what's going on in today's generation and the response of honest conversation. If we were to look, the secular school system out there is not doing great. Anybody could study it. It's complicated. It's having challenges in the world at large. They're struggling with education. I've heard of three responses. I want to speak about two of the three to the secular school. The first one, I'm mean, the three responses. The first one does not resonate by me. There's a genre of yeshivas that, that taps into this first one. It does not resonate by me. I want to share it with you nonetheless. Schools are dry. Many kids, many parents say, I wish my school I wish my schooling was more electric and magical. So there are schools that give more fun. More fun. We go, I'm talking high schools, we go skiing once a week. We fun, and that's the response. It doesn't resonate by me. I think fun is important. I think good times, positive times. I don't look at it that that's, that's the answer of a school. But there's a genre of schools that a response to a dryness. The kids are getting not, not, not excited, not fired up. There's a response. We give good times here. I could hear. It's not, it, doesn't, it doesn't fire me up, but I hear. That's one response. I want to describe two other schools that do fire me up. Two other ideas. Now I want to say, one idea number one is school... What success is, is very narrow. I grew up with a guy in my Chabura in elementary and high school. He was a solid to decent, solid guy, good guy. And in school, the school world, he was okay. It was Nisbara later on, he's a Goyen Betaira, his Amkos is something, a, a Rosh Hashiv in Eretzvah, one of the G'dayle Hadar. It's told me, one-on-one, on one, that in 50 years I haven't seen somebody, such an oymek in Torah. His amkos in Torah, and school did not capture that and bring that out. He wasn't quick, fast, everything was methodical and slow. There are many, many skills and talents that are very relevant. One's an artist, one sings, one has a good sense of humor that are relevant to the base medrash. They're relevant and important and big in the base medrash. How many talents and skills do schools celebrate? Do schools catch? Do schools... Not as a side point. We have a guy in yeshiva who could do acrobatics amazing. Acrobatics? Does that help the base medrash? Do you know in an honest way that many bachim yeshiva at any simcha does acrobatics, any siyum, but in a real way, there are guys who feel better. We're a place of yechilas. Wow, we have skills and talents, and it's able to shine, and 200 guys feel more precious and feel, whoa, we got skills. We could do things. They love showing it off. 
So is that acrobatic? That's Shaykh to the base Medrash. The Simchas Beis HaShoeva, the G'daylem, people were doing all different acrobatics. It's Shaykh to the base Medrash. A beautiful voice, Shaykh to the base Medrash. Art, Shaykh to the base Medrash. There's a world, Kol Masecha De'eyu, things matter and the world matters. And the, a second response, Reb Meir Shapiro, for those that study what he was about and what Chachmei Lublin was about, there's a beautiful documentary and Talmidim describe that he cared that more talents should be celebrated and noticed. More things should count. And all, every, everyone in our, in our schools has unique. It's not about something crazy. It's not about extreme. It's about specific and unique. And each person's nuanced abilities that matter and count. One is strong. Gvura matters in the base Medrash. Things matter. And could we widen the things that are celebrated, that count, that it's big time what he is and what he has in the... It's a big time in the life of a Yid. And more, more things that count and are celebrated because they matter in the life of a Yid because things matter in the life of a Yid. Kaychas matter in the life of a Yid. That, that, that resonates a lot by me as a response in the secular school system, very narrow set of things matter and are celebrated. Could we incorporate more because our base medrash, our Jewish life, a Yiddish Kehillah needs a lot. A lot of different things matter and count in a kehillah, in a Yiddish kehillah. The third, the third, the third response that I, that most resonates by me is the secular school system says, "Kid, behave." Teachers behave. I behaved very well. I actually was like a salutatorian because I wasn't assertive. I had a problem, but in schools that was great. That was because I was well behaved. But I wasn't speaking up when I needed to be. Behave is nice. Behave is good. Who are you? What's going on inside? Since COVID, I'd become an address. Many, many a stark yeshiva guy. He was the best guy in his yeshiva. And today, what was his story? I promise his story wasn't he was the best guy. His story is not the 12 hours he was learning. The story is what was he feeling? What was he experiencing? What, did, what was going on in his story? That's a very superficial story. He was the best guy. That's not his story. His story was he was lonely. His story was he struggled with connections and relationships. His story was he was shy. His story was he was insecure and the only covet he got is he's the best guy in the class. That might be his story. And tapping in conversations, dialogue, that it matters who you are. It matters what you say. We're shy to make a very, very deep and healthy relationship to Tyra. We want all our Talmidim, it is true we give covered when they're very strong in our classes, but we ultimately want a very powerful relationship to Taira and Yiddishkeit. That's relevant to all our children, and I dare say to me, and perhaps you, that our own relationship to Taira and Mitzvahs has to be healthy and robust, powerful relationship to Taira and Mitzvahs. I want to say that in the start, of my career, I would meet guys and I would try to infuse, to give a chaos in Ruchnius and try to like pass it. And sometimes it would work. And then you meet the guy that you can't infuse it. It's not working, it's not working. 
And what I've realized is that you don't have to put any godless in anybody. Everybody has a soul. Me, you, 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 we all have souls. Fire. And the more we know the godless is in him, in each child. Each child, godless, real. Godless is in him. Our job is to find it, to encourage it, to help, to help it develop. The word nurture, to nurture and encourage. Godless is there without any tricks of us. Without any tricks. I want to say, there's a guy in Yeshiva by us, under 40 in the world, is one of the great Talmidacham in the world. His knowledge, Shas, Be'iyun, Poiskim, he learns B'chavrus of Israel Orbach. Rav Yaakov Hillel is in a Chabura learning a Masmid at Tzadik. I want to say that the, the credit for this Bachar is his grandparents at Tzadikim. I know his Zayda, I know his Baba, Tzadikim, the Yeshiva, it would look, I, I, I don't, I'm not sure if we get like if one billionth of credit for such a guy is also a good Zach. One billionth of Nitzchi is Nitzchi. The ichor of the guy is that there was godless there. The yeshiva didn't, all we did is we didn't ruin it. We didn't ruin it. We encouraged, we didn't write off when others did. We didn't discourage when others did. And then the godless, that's deeply. Guys often will express, we didn't need the yeshiva. I don't look at it, the yeshiva saved lives, the godless is there. I look at it, that of life, it's there. The godless, we didn't produce it, it's there. It's there. The godless is, every single one of us has an ashama, fire inside of us. Every one of us, that's, we start our days, a yid called me from Muncie, said, I figured out your yeshiva, I got it, therapist, I got it. I've been watching and studying. He said, you believe in people. A pause, and he said, you're crazy. People have souls. People have neshamas. And I think in many, many ways, in authentic conversation, in the secular world, the good mechanic is a great manipulator. He's excellent. Remember, getting youngsters, I can get guys today to learn more back in Durham, Connecticut. I could get the minion to look prettier. So people would see, would say, Shh. I promise you I can get the guys to learn more today. I can play the manipulation game. Kids are young, but the younger guys could be done. Let's go. And I want something deep and profound that's within them. And of course, of course, we can, and I'm not saying there's not an art of encouraging and creating an atmosphere where it's praiseworthy to steig. Nobody's trying to change that. Of course, there's great covet with Mechabit Talmide Chachamim. There's great covet and success for sure. But an attitude of the godless, and I say to all our kids, from, it, it's not about, it's not about the kids struggling to the kids succeeding. It's about, for all our kids, honesty, sincerity, finding godless in our, in our children, encouraging it, helping to bring it out. I think it's more long-lasting. It's something that we won't have the story. He was the best, and then it's there. It's in each of us. A godless is in each of us. I want to say, I'm talking to friends, and I want to say, I brought my three sons, my older three sons, came to yeshiva by me. They learned in yeshiva. Now, it could be like a financial, we're all human. So it's free, I'm the, I'm the principal, so free tuition. The problem is that I have a tzaddik and uncle, and I don't pay tuition. He paid the tuition, this tzaddik. Paid my kids tuition. I don't have a ninth grade, they went to ninth grade, the tuition was paid. So there's zero bias. 
to come here or go elsewhere. I brought them. I wanted them to taste authenticity. I don't say it exists. It exists in the world. It exists. Baruch Hashem. What I'm talking about is not meant for a certain for a certain gay. I think all through our schools, and we look around, there are authentic, good people here, but I think the belief in people, real, real, the knowing there's tremendous greatness. Of course, this one's harder in the classroom, and this one's easier in the classroom, but of course, this one's high energy, this one's less. This one presents more problems, and certainly we, could, we have to be as cerebral as we can, but knowing that Godless is in them. Years ago, Rev. Leichter Schlitter came to Waterbury, and he met the Rebbeim of the town. It was a beautiful meeting. And the question and answer, he told us one of the most important things to know as Rebbeim. He told us something I think is profound, and I think this applies, is what we're saying, it applies to every age. He said, kids are going to come to you for advice. They're going to ask you things. You're going to try to like come up with answers. He said, I beg you to know that when somebody comes to you for advice, you do not have the answer for anybody. He said, of course, the Pasa, that the answers are in the person asking the question. We with encouragement, we with talking to, can help bring it out. The answers are in the questioner themselves. We don't bring the answers out. A Bachar came, is engaged, and he came describing, this Bachar came describing anxiety. Came describing, he's anxious about getting married, and maybe he should drop the Shidduch, he was very anxious. The old me probably would have encouraged him. Would have said, no, and I think it's anxiety, I think so. I would have encouraged him, and two weeks after he's married, the anxiety would come again and again. A person has to be trained, I asked him, maybe you should drop the Shidduch. We spoke. Where do you think it's coming from? You tell me. So maybe I should drop it. Maybe. Then he went through the next morning, called up. I think it's anxiety. Oh, why, why is the anxiety there? I think I'm protecting myself. Well, that's a cool thing. He said when I was younger, he figured stuff out. That's healthy. Wow. Oh, so you should go ahead. Okay, let's go for it. I think trusting people, knowing that people have the answers, not in us. And I think understanding, it's a tremendous chus, and all of us feel this way, that having neshamas bas, our job is not to fix. Our job is to allow that which is there to come, to come through. I think when we overly fix, we're dangerous. It's very dangerous. When we allow and encourage and know what we're seeing, we're seeing holy souls, we're seeing a yid. We're seeing a person from the Am Hashem, that view, the conversations, the dialogue, the honest dialogue that can allow for things to come out, I think this is, I see in, we're all, I, I believe that I'm speaking what I think is happening a lot, but encouraging more conversation, more honest, healthy dialogue. It's very, very hard. Because all of us say shiurim, and many a Rebbe asks, and that's why I think principles are a good place to go. Because the Rebbeim are tasked with such hard job, they have curriculum to follow. And therefore, like, where is their time for what you're talking about? I think recess becomes the main job of a Rebbe, the conversations that happen. The one-on-one, and again, it would be different, very with a youngster and old kid, how it would look. 
how it expressed would be very different and each one would be an expert on his age group what the healthy expression of that it, not pushing not forcing at young ages a conversation with a 10th grader looks different than a 12th grader not forcing anybody to tell I try never to tell somebody their story not forcing out a person's story that's extremely unhealthy there are times you meet a bacher you know his parents you know his older brother you never tell anybody their story they have to experience their story and we all have it the top guy in our class and, and it's all in the Torah and connects to Steiging and helps Steiging the story of our lives ourself and Torah and being Meshadech the two when we know Torah and we know ourself we have a deep and profound connection to Torah the Torah talks the Torah resonates by us. I want to tell you a vert that I like. It's a vert that I heard from a Jewish singer. I had a kasha. I had my own pshat and somebody played me a song where a singer says pshat in the Pasuk. I want to share it with you. For many years I was bothered by that Mordechai says to Esther, who knows? Maybe this is why you're in the palace to save the Jewish people. And I was always bothered by me, Idea. Every first grader, Idea. I Idea. Of course, of course, ask why was Esther in the palace to save the Jewish Is there another tzad? What's the me, Idea? Now we stood, it has to connect to Purim, me, Idea at the time. A person is, it's loy Idea. That's maybe the story of Purim, me, Idea, but it bothered me. Somebody played me a song from a Yiddish singer. He said, Pshat, he said, Pshat, that a person could say their own story, but you're not allowed to tell somebody else their story. Mordechai and himself could say this, I can't tell you why you're going through it. You have to experience it yourself. You don't tell somebody their story. So there's, there's, there's a way to talk to people. It comes out at the, each person, their own unique feelings come out. And in our own lives, we understand things as we can understand things. But promoting within the chinuch system healthy conversation, promoting relationships, deep and honest ones, very honest ones. I would almost stress in the world that I'm presenting, charisma would take a back seat to sincerity. In a secular world, a great teacher is somebody who's a great motivator and a great manipulator. In a world of Tyra, a great Rebbe is somebody who's authentic. It's very hard to be authentic. You and I know that. To go to a davening and talk to God is hard. To learn Tyra and connect and be excited by Yadvar Tyra is, is something that we aspire, Abbasat Tyra. To have authentic Yiddishkeit is difficult. And we're all striving and tapping in. A good mechanic does almost impossible. To be authentic, to stand up here, it's hard for me to be authentic. There's a video, I want to sound a certain way, I want it to, I want, I, I want it to come out. People said, after two days, it wasn't bad. Okay, so I have, it's very hard to be authentic, to share with you honestly. Very hard. There's tendencies to want to say all different things, to show off. So there's a second step to be authentic and then to share authenticity. That's very, very hard. Very difficult. The art of a mechanic is an authentic person that shares authenticity. My sons were Zaycha, They found the Rebbe in Eretz Yisrael. Three of my sons who completely changed their lives. He has an authentic avoidus Hashem that's fire, that's very dehoiben, avoidus Hashem that's real. And he's able magically to share it with Talmudim. 
incredible, incredible ability to stay real even when he's sharing it. It's difficult. It's challenging. And to me, that's the mark of a mechanic. Authenticity that also could be transferred. It's very different than the secular view of an educator. A secular, I, I, if I could share, I'll, I'll, if we could stop after this, we could talk. I want to share something interesting that happened to me. When I was a youngster, I heard a tape. I heard a tape of a certain story of a wonderful person that inspired me. I was moved by this story. And I hadn't heard this in many, many, in, in many decades. I have not heard. A few decades. I haven't heard this story. And I was driving with a group of guys. Is anybody here? We were driving. Yes, some people were here. We were driving to Baltimore to a chasma. So I decided, let me play this story that moved me decades before. And I played the story, and the guys were not moved. And I want to say that a story years before that had mamish fired me up, it didn't mean anything to me decades. I was wondering, what happened? What happened? That story of fire. Decades before, it lit a fire. And I heard the same story decades later. You know, we change ages, we grow. I want to say the story is wonderful. The Yid is even more wonderful, amazing, amazing person. But I want to say that the story was said very geschmack. And I came in and jumped up. He was such a geschmack, a storyteller. And when I was a youngster, that was geschmack. Such energy, fire. And today, I asked my son what he felt about the story. And he said the following words, it's a second-hand story. He was talking a story about himself. Called it second hand because I have no idea how he really felt while he was going through the story. It wasn't a story about himself. It was Gishmak, but he didn't tell his story. That was not his story. That wasn't how you were feeling when it happened. And what people are attracted today is very panemius. Very, very panemius. What happened? What were you experiencing? That was a great story. He ran in the room and boom, boom, boom. Great. I have no idea what that person experienced. I'm not making fun. And I'm not saying there's not a place that you just don't want to share publicly 100%. Could be, I don't knock the story and say that it doesn't have value. I say what's drawing our youth of today, cult futsais Yisrael. Behold futsais. Chsidish, Litvish, Ashkenaz, all levels, to me, it's posh at what people are reaching, very pneumistic places. Each generation has nisyanus, has a way, has a want. Their areas, people are expressing very pneumistic things about experiences and processing it and bringing certain places to Hashem. That, that we stand on the backs. It's not a better dar. The earlier dars were bigger. You read this, Hadaris. Every dar has its mission. Every dar has its thing. And very clearly, just clearly what we see is people are expressing and feeling and bringing places to the service of Hashem that are very pneumistic. And a generation like that, I think as Mechanchim, we could reach, we could touch, we can move with our own awareness of our own story, leaning in healthily and powerfully to our own story, we then become powerful, comfortable people, and we could lean in and hear our children's story and impact from there. So I wanted to share these ideas. It's really, I just said over my story. We all have our own journeys. I wanted to share this with you. It's a story that's very in the middle. 
But I wanted to share this because I think it matters. In, in my career in Chinuch, it's mattered. I certainly think that in high schools, this is the... But I think it's relevant to elementary schools as well. Again, how it plays out would be different. But I wanted to share this with the Hever. Yes?
these type of questions. I think our kids asking, are our kids expressing in our schools? In a high school would be, are our kids expressing? Are their kids talking? Are they saying? Are they sharing appropriately with each other, with Rebbeim, with mentors? Is, is, are they connecting in a, in a profound Yiddishkeit revolba called Yiddishkeit in Olam HaYedidus? We're a world of connection. We want to connect to Hashem. Our yeshivas have to be places of yedidas. Revolba called the world of yeshiva yedidas. Are our yeshivas places of beautiful friendships, beautiful conversation, honesty? When a bachar on a plane is telling me that he can't talk honestly and openly and comfortably, we might have to adjust somewhat. We may have to adjust. That's we're oilum hayedidas. A comment and a question. <clears throat> when I went into, 18 years ago into Chinuch, I went to Hasid Shereb in Munsi for a bracha and some advice. He told me two things. He said, your main job is nishkal yamachim. In other words, a kid, if he, he shouldn't come out worse than when he came into your class. Your job is not to make him a Rebbe, a Paisig, or a Shashiv. One day the kid will click, it will be fourth grade, eighth grade, twelfth grade, nishkal yamachim. You shouldn't leave worse than he came in. And the second thing he told me was, you know what I daven every day, even if I'm in the mikveh all the way down, said I daven when I'm under the water, that my Talmidim's Enoch should be Shem Shabbos. And they should love Yiddishkeit. You shouldn't have these glorious things. Let them figure it out, but they should be Shem Shabbos. So um, I remember those things when the Roshiva spoke. My question is, the Roshiva spoke about Talmidim. What are, as Menalim, we deal with parents a lot, and some of them may be struggling as well. Does the Roshiva deal with parents in the same capacity to work with them? Or is, and is that something we should do, or should we focus mostly on the Talmidim? Yeah, I love that question. Today, I met with Menahel, today, and he came to Yeshiva, he was giving Bechinus, and I asked him, he has a Yeshiva in Eretz Yisrael, and I asked him a favor. I asked if I could meet him, he was doing interviews. I asked him if we could meet, and I told him that it's become clear to me the last few years that yeshivas are impacting. We have to bring the parents in more. We have to bring people need. The world's a complicated place. I begged him to have three days with all the fathers come and they learn Torah. And I think, I think yeshivas for sure, we're working with the youth of Klal Yisrael, and we're, I think for sure we can pull in parents to everything. A lot of what you were saying about the dialogue and the conversations, I think we could reach parents. I think a, a place of sincerity and authenticity should reach parents and have the conversations with parents and the encouragements and this chaos we can bring to the home. I'll tell you a story. I just met the Bachar last night. There was a guy who came to yeshiva in 10th grade struggling mightily. He came, his father loved the yeshiva. His father would listen every single day to Musavad in yeshiva, every day. He was a working man every day. His son in the middle of 10th grade just couldn't stay in yeshiva anymore. And he left yeshiva. The father came to my office and he said, I'm committed, I will keep learning the Torah. He kept listening to Shiurim. He said, I'm making my home a Makam Torah, that's it. And the father dug in, his son is a Kail younger man today, learned in the Mir Yeshiva, Taira Tachshit. A Tachshit of a guy, the father made his house a Makam Torah. I think yeshivas, I, 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 I to me, it's something that I think all of us, it's funny because we're loaded with so much, but it helps our work. We want somebody to be a Ben Torah. He's going home a lot of the time. I think a yeshiva is a, 
is a bastion of sincerity, authenticity, should reach out to parents. The last couple, right, Kestenbaum, to somebody who like pushed me on this topic and made me aware a lot. Are we reaching parents enough? And places of honesty and sincerity, let's try to pull in parents as much as we can. So I think it's something that we could, as principals, we could think, the principals really are the ones who get often to speak to the parents. I think that we can impart these messages of honesty, of sincerity, th- these type of messages there. I think that's all part of this, this revolution of, uh, of connection, this, this, this what the, our youth are clearly looking for. That's, yeah. yeah. How does one start the journey of finding their own story? Where does one start? That's a great question. That's a great question. I mean, as like, like an adult. Yeah, 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 I understand that, I understand that. I think at the point that we recognize this exists, we start noticing, Rabbi Yisrael and Musa said, Das Atzmacha, no oneself. I think that's a lifelong journey of self-awareness. I think at the point, the step to me is the acknowledgement that we are more than the external story. And being Rebbeim and seeing it in Talmidim and hearing it in our own children, we're like, one second. Kids today are talking about stuff, I'm like, wow. Then I ask, one second, and we could start calling it out in ourselves, not to rip, we're, we're, we're holy. We're powerful. It's not, it's not a miyut in us. Our story is not a miyut. We're tzaddikim. We're, we're huge. But we start being more aware of... I look at them not as, not as deficiencies, but as areas where we can bring tremendous amounts to. Precisely in those areas are where we could bring Kedusha. Gufa, because we have those areas, Kairach's kinah wasn't the problem. Kinna, God made Kinna, we've all suffered from it. When I was a youngster, I heard that Bali Musa would say Psukim for hours, and I, I started to do it when I was a youngster. I wanted to be like the Bali Musa. So they, if, if, they would say Psukim for hours on Kinna, Lamashal. Rekavat Samay's Kinna, they would say, Maimer Chazal. As I've gotten older, I've realized what was happening was they were saying, Hey, I feel a kinna. Let me respond. Hey, I feel a kinna. They were responding to something that they were acknowledging. So I was just saying the chazal, not acknowledging the feeling, not even thinking much about the feeling. If they responded, Rabbi Yisrael said famously, when I walk in a room, everybody stands up, I feel sick for a week. Then he said, I, he said, I think for a day. So much covered, it's dangerous. He said, then I see a guy in the corner not stealing, standing up and I'm sick for a week. Rabbi Yisrael acknowledged his own and was acknowledging things not as a as it were, were tremendous. For sure, for sure. What we're, our experience, it's, it's powerful, it's healthy, it's a place we could do so much and accomplish. All of a sudden, we're human. We're human with human, we're human beings with areas that we're fighting and growing and, and so are our youth and we connect in a very deep way. I, w- I want to say, and it's important to me, that we're never trying to pull out the story, never. 
Never. So, so, you know, no, 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 I'm, I'm not correcting. I'm not correcting, but I, I want to like reiterate, never, never, not at any age, and even when we know there is a story. I just think it's dangerous to pull out a story. What I do want to say is the Mutsuyanim need to talk also, 100%. The Mutsuyan who's sitting there, I think many, I'm not going to ask for it, many of us were that Mutsuyan who needed to talk, who had plenty to say. I think people need conversation. The Mitzoyan, 100%, and it doesn't have to be that he even says his thing. There's honest conversation, there's warm, there's, a, there's a, a recognition of a person. You exist as a human being. I think the conversations help tremendously. I think by the Mitsuyanim to the one to everything in between, we all need honest conversation. It's the difference, it's the difference have the Mikabalist called Besaver Panam Yafis. A secular educator will walk into him, Good morning guys that used to maybe the way Good morning class. Today it's looking somebody in the eye, good morning. But you see him. You see him good morning. One person good morning. So, it's a very human interaction. Could I, could I share a story? Could I share a story that maybe the hour is getting late and you've been here a while. I'm having fun. But if I can, if I could share a story that's... Abikalish, so last story. We're looking forward to hearing it. This will be the end. So <laughs> okay. Go there for you it. Have it. So I'll tell, you, I'll tell you a story, but I, I think it brings out a lot. It brings out the honest interaction, the comfortable interaction. We were having a Shabbos in Eretz Yisrael for the guys in Yeshiva. We were having a Shabbos, a few hundred guys were getting together, a beautiful Shabbos. We wanted to give a gift, so we had in front of each guy, we had a Siddur, we asked the Shaila, a Siddur giving a Siddur on Shabbos, it was needed for Tfilas. We had a Siddur in front of every single guy, a beautiful Siddur that said the guy's name, on, in front of every seat, a few hundred Siddur. We wanted to write, myself and my partner, we wanted to write a letter to the guys, a nice warm letter, just hello and thanking them for coming to the Shabbos. And I wanted to write it, my partner, we both were busy, and it turned out somebody wrote it for us, a letter, a simple letter, wrote a letter, a nice letter in there, thank you for coming, Gishmak. And it, saw, it, saw, it was written, Dear Talmidim. Then the letter, and then... And then this this was this siddur was given out. Now I saw they showed me the letter to sign my name. I said I won't sign. I don't call guys talmidim. It's too overwhelming. Talmidim, you look at a game. We don't, we don't know is it bigger neshama. We don't know. People have talmidim. It's too like scary to say the word talmidim. Now I don't knock people say my talmidim. I actually respect because we have to accept we're rebbeim. So I'm not knocking somebody who says my Talmidim, but I'm saying it's a scary thing to say in the Shema. It's, it's courageous. I said, don't, you can't write Talmidim. I, I can't handle that. I typically don't say that. I'm, 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 the guys are big. There's a world of truth. Here, here. There's a world I'm struggling. He's struggling. I have my things. He has his. I don't, I don't know. I, don't, I wasn't willing to say dear Talmidim. So I asked them to change it and say dear Hevra. The rest of the letter, leave, I can't have you write dear Talmidim. So they switched them. Right. So that every single guy at the Shabbos has a letter that says dear Hevra. The, the Siddur sitting there, the first speaker of the Shabbos who didn't know about the Siddurim, didn't know about the letter. The first speaker of Shabbos gets up. It's Leil Shabbos. We ask somebody to speak. He gets up. 
and he did not know about the Siddur or the letter. Everybody has a Siddur that says, Dear Hevra. And he says, I want to tell you a story, a letter Rabbi Kivega wrote. I've seen the letter. I'm sure some of you have seen this letter. Kivega wrote to his children that if you ever see in any of my notes, it says Talmud. If you ever see, you just know I didn't write it. I don't call anybody a Talmud. Kivega says, how do I know? The first speaker of the Shabbos, with everybody a Siddur that was switched from Talmud to Chavar, the first speaker got up, didn't know about the letter, the Siddur, and he said this from Kivega, that he didn't say Talmidim, how do I... And he said to his children that if you see in a letter Talmidim, just know that the, they, it was switched by the... By the editors, because I don't talk that way. I care, I don't have the or that Rekiveger, so I don't have the that the guts to to say Talmud. I'm not saying we shouldn't say Talmidim. There's actually we have to take responsibility Talmidim. So I'm not. There's a mile yes say Talmidim. My point in the story, it's Hashkoch is amazing. But my point of the story more is the attitude, the respect. The Ramam says the Rebbe's mechoyev lechabed is Talmidim. Of course, we want to produce Talmidim. You sound very liberal. When we speak to Rebbeim, we say, Be mechabi, you're Talmidim, you're reading a Rambam. Perek, he'alach, gimel. You sound very liberal. Rebbeim, shouldn't kids be mechabit Rebbeim? But we want to, we're, we're the front lines. We want to be mechanich people to have respect, that they can give respect. And the Rambam says, Rebbeim, mechoyim, to be mechabit Talmidim. Rev Hirsch calls it the bedrock of education. That sense, not pretend. Oh, what a nice boy. No, no, no. The honest belief in the godless that's there, in the immense greatness that's there, and two human beings engaging like that, eye to eye, looking eye to eye, good morning. To somebody, to somebody good morning. With that, that look, I think, is very, very impactful, life-changing. So that's what I, I wanted, that sincere, authentic connection, dialogue, interaction, and relationship is what I want to encourage for us all. All of us should be zeicher. All of us, Ashrenu Matayv Chalkeinu, we're Zaycha to teach Torah, we're Zaycha to, to run Maistas Satar, beautiful Maistas Satar, all different Maistas. We should all see at the Shema, we're all very much on the same team, all different places, different, different ideas. We're all, I don't think if we spoke, we would be like any of us, would be so, the different Mahalchim, beautiful, different Messiah, different ideas. I wanted to be put, put like voice to something I'm experiencing, something that I've seen, but I want to give us all a bracha, we should have siyata deshmaya to all of us, to see Amen. our children, our talmidim shtaig. Thank you so much. You've just experienced another Torah class, brought to you by TorahAnytime.com. You have been listening to a shir from ShasIlluminated.org. For other shirim on many topics, or to hear an eon shir on any dafin shas, including Myron McClamus on each shir, please visit www.shasilluminated.org. To order CDs or for more information, please call 203-312-SHAS. That's 203-312-7427 or email info at shasilluminated.org.